Hello and welcome to This Soap Podcast. I am Fee Tucker and we're back. We've taken a little break for um, a few weeks to get some stuff sorted with our online shop, which is now live. Um, So go check it out on our website if you want any um, Christmas gifts that are full of hope uh, or for those awkward Christians in your life that you don't know what to buy for. then go and have a look on wehavethishope.co.uk forward slash shop. Um, Thank you so much for listening and supporting us. Uh, I'm really thrilled to be doing the first in our Advent series today. Um, And I want to talk a bit about waiting because Advent is all about waiting. Um, In the church's history, it's about waiting. In the Bible, it's about waiting. Even in secular culture, it's all about waiting. Um, My kids are really going hard on the advent calendars and counting down. We've had many a dispute on an early morning where the kids come in to open their advent calendars. Um, One of them's got a really cool advent calendar. The other one isn't. not quite as excited by theirs and uh, we are struggling to navigate that but for the Israelites in the Bible the waiting they were waiting for centuries for generations Um, they were waiting for their promised Messiah Um, and that's what I want to look at today is how are we waiting our culture is so instant. I find myself so annoyed when I can't get something on next day delivery. Um, You just expect it now. Um, Everything we want is now, now, now. But on a more uh, emotional level, on a spiritual level, on a psychological level, waiting can be really hard. Um, Henry Nguyen, who is a Dutch theologian um, and pastor, described waiting as a desert between where people are and where they want to be. People don't like it. It's a desert. It can be a barren place. It can be a place of real intense fear, um, uncertainty. People not only want something now, but if they are in a place where they don't currently want to be and they know what they want or what they're yearning for, what is in their heart's desire, what they need to feel better, um, waiting is horrendous. It's so hard. It's actually so far away from this kind of excitement and anticipation kids have leading up to Christmas right now. Um, It can be a place of real intense darkness. Um, And I actually want to share a story about one of the least festive things I think I've ever spoken about. And it's actually a little bit brutal. Um, So bear with me. (laughs) I have a point, I promise. I want to talk to you about rats um, and specifically an experiment which was, it was harsh, um, that a scientist called Kurt Richard did in the 1950s where he took a bunch of rats and he placed them in jars of water and um, here is the grotesque bit and I apologise. He put them in the water and he waited for them to drown. And it took 15 minutes before the rats, who were quite like tough animals, especially wild rats, they are, um, you know, they're known to kind of attack. Um, They're really hardy. Uh, It took these rats 15 minutes to drown when he put them in these jars of water. And he writes, 
The situation of these rats scarcely seems to demand fight or flight, which is what rats would typically do. They, if backed into a corner, they would attack. Um, it is rather one of hopelessness. The rats are in a situation against which they have no defence. They can't fight their way out of this, this jar of water. And so he writes that they seem literally to give up. And it just spoke to me so much about um, kind of this hopelessness that we have um, in, our, in our lives right now. Mental health, depression, it's just this barren hopelessness. How can we carry on when nothing seems to be getting better? There's no hope. What's the point? Some of us may really fear the future. Some of us may really fear death. I spent a lot of my early life fearing death. What might happen? Um, and when we're waiting and we're fearful, we don't often make the best choices. We'll often turn to behaviours or choices that are to try and control the outcome or try and make it come quicker. Um, and this hopelessness is one, as I said earlier, the Israelites were so familiar with. Um, for generations they were waiting for this promised Messiah to come and liberate them. Um, if we look at Israel's story throughout the Old Testament, it was just going from kind of one sort of hopeless or desperate situation to another they were enslaved um in Egypt then they had the exodus and there was this kind of light and this hope um when they were liberated from exile but then they spent years wandering around for the you know fighting so hard to get to the promised land um and then they get there and then eventually they lose it again and then they uh, kind of move from like one oppressive kind of foreign ruler to another um you know and, and they some of them remain faithful to god but there's there's they kind of stray or and it's just this constant um feeling of like darkness of of oppression um and they're yearning for this promised Messiah that they know is going to come and liberate them, but they don't know when, and they are waiting, and they are waiting, and they are waiting. Um, and so if when we read, um, it's one of the kind of traditional uh, Advent um, passages in Isaiah, um, in Isaiah 9, starting in verse 2, and bearing in mind that this is when they are in like kind of the depths of darkness they've they've lost the promised land they're um, being ruled by uh, over, under foreign rule again and so we read in Isaiah chapter 9 the people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of deep darkness a light has dawned you have enlarged the nation and increased their joy they rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. Isaiah's message is so uplifting despite the fact that they are in this 
depth of darkness. And actually, if you look carefully, it's written as if it's already happened. They are so far off um, Jesus's arrival. And yet this promise that has come directly from God through his prophet is so full of hope. And it's and if you again you trace Israel's history, there are all these points where they are are hopeless and waiting and despairing, but God gives them these promises to hold on to as they wait. Um, so if we go back to the rat experiment, so the first lot of rats he's put in the jars, and um, they have died with they've drowned within fifteen minutes, and then. Um, Richard does the experiment again. He takes other rats and he puts them in the jars of water. However, as it approaches the time when the other rats drowned and gave up, um, he picks them up out of the water, he, he dries them off, he lets them rest, and he essentially rescues them from the brink of drowning. Um, and he writes that in this way, the rats quickly learn that their situation is not actually hopeless. And then he puts the rats back in the water. So the first lot of rats drowned within 15 minutes and they gave up because they thought it was hopeless, the situation they were in. But the rats that had had the experience of being saved when they were on the brink of drowning had this hope and this expectation that it would happen again. So when he placed them back in the water, they swam for 60 hours. Richard writes, um, after elimination of hopelessness, the rats do not die. When they knew they had a reason to keep swimming, something to hope for, they did. They didn't give up. They didn't go under. So do you see what I'm getting at here? That for the Israelites, they had these promises from God that something, that he was going to intervene, that the Messiah would come and would rescue them. And that gave them a hope in their waiting, and the waiting was bearable because there was hope. And it was not just a wish, a wish and a hope is very different. This hope was based on a promise from God, and it was rooted in something that had already begun. God had promised them and he was already making steps towards them. But for us here, as we reflect on the coming of Jesus in the incarnation as a baby, we now have, even more so than the Israelites back then, we have this um, benefit to know that we have a hope that can help us as we wait for Jesus coming again as we wait for things to get better, we are surrounded by what can seem like a hopeless situation in the world, whether that's through our depression, mental health, through things that are going on in the world that are just so horrific. And we go, God, can you feel our pain? There is, we can't carry on like this. We know that God has a plan to redeem us. We know that God has a plan that says that this is not the way things should be and I'm going to restore creation to how it should be. 
There will be a time when there is no pain, no suffering. I will wipe away every tear. But at the minute we are waiting and the waiting is hard. But we have hope. We don't have to give up or go under because we have hope. Jesus came as a baby and he died for us to make a way. And in that, as we wait, we can have hope. And we know that that hope makes all the difference. So friends, I want to just bless you for listening. Thank you so much um, for tuning in. And um, I just pray over all of you that you would um, be filled with hope and peace as you wait. As we anticipate Christmas and far, far beyond. Thank you. Um, if you want to support the podcast, you can do so by subscribing, um, by rating us. It really helps um, our ratings and reviews on podcasting platforms. Um, visit our shop if you want to do some uh, Christmas shopping from a small business. We would so appreciate that. And um, we also have a link to our Buy Us a Coffee page if you would like to do that. Um, and as always, please do get in touch. Our email address is hello at wehavethishope.co.uk um, or you can catch us on social media at wehavethishope. Bless you guys. Thanks so much. See you on the next one. Mm-hmm.